Hey, my name is Nancy, and this is my blog, Be Still. So I just celebrated an anniversary of an event that happened in our family that some might not consider a celebration. My blog this week is a milestone for me to be able to write about it. My friend Josh, your friend too, said one day I should share with our Life Songs family how God pulled us through. I know that I've been encouraged over the years by someone giving a testimony to how God has helped them through a trial, and I decided it was now time to share my story. A year ago around this time, my husband had a heart attack. Gosh, seeing that phrase still seems like it's about someone else. Anyway, as we decided to make the decision to head to the ER, I grabbed my supersized purse, which always has my tablet and notebook in it. I'm old school. I still take notes during church or conferences. I love looking over nuggets of wisdom that I've received over the years. What you're about to hear is what God had me write that night as my soul was soothed as I waited. Here goes. Now I know when people say that out-of-body experience what it means. Your brain is trying to connect to reality. Reality. Nurse. Your husband may or may not have had a heart attack. You can come back into the room. Reality. You enter a room with a nurse on each side, looking for veins, and then a blood pressure monitor beeping 190 over 11, then 190 over 125. The beep is so loud. The voices are mumbling. IVs are hooked up. ER doctors talking to you, asking you what you ate. I'm sitting in a chair watching this episode of life, and it's like I'm completely invisible. Enter the cardiologist who says, this is the second part of something that may have started weeks ago. Reality. Doctor says, we're doing a procedure to try to clear the blockage. Then just as quick as they set everything up, they start unhooking everything to bring you to surgery. I even hear a nurse say, let's give them more morphine for the pain. Then we can let them go. Let them go? What? I look at you and saw this tear stream down your face, wondering if it was from pain or fear. I kiss you and say I love you before they wheel you away. Then I'm alone in that same room, just staring at all of the equipment. About 10 minutes later, the same nurse that greeted me comes back to clean and is startled to see me sitting there. I guess they forgot. I ask how long is the surgery, and she says 30 minutes to three hours. I wish this chick could just commit. She then directs me to the ICU waiting room. So about waiting rooms, hard bench chairs, vending machines, and free coffee. Do I dare drink this coffee that magically appears at the push of a button that you never know how old it is? Do I want the caffeine, or do I just want to sleep and pretend I'm not even here? Reality. I'm here alone. Do I call kids? My oldest dig text to say to keep her posted in our last conversation. Well, I said dad's going to be fine. He is. I decided to just tell her later on in the morning there's nothing she can do anyway. I then decide to not call anyone else. It's one o'clock in the morning and I have my notebook to keep me company. The words are flowing without distractions and it's so comforting. God, I feel your presence. Is this why I have no fear? What is this disconnect that I have? Is it peace? Is it fear? Tears stream down my face as I start playing that reel in my head about the unknowns and the what ifs. Across the waiting room is another family. Looks like they've been here a while. Snacks, ice chests, and blankets. I don't plan on being here that long. An hour has passed. I've been listening to worship music, writing over and over. God, I love you. God, I need you. 
God, I trust you. Then at the two-hour mark, God, thank you. I started feeling God's presence stronger than ever, and I clearly heard those words, be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, verse 10. Thank you, God, that I got to feel your presence. Thank you, God, that the cardiologist said it was going to be okay. I condensed the words from my blog, but you get the idea. That point of complete surrender and uttermost trust is when I know God showed up. What does it mean to be still and know I am God? To be still in Hebrew means to let go, stop striving, slacken, and let drop. It's a picture of loosening our clenched grip on the circumstances and outcome and trusting God who's sovereign over both. I'm the first to admit that being still goes against my instinct. We are fixers. We want to make it happen and just keep pushing through. But the call to be still is a call to surrender. It means giving up the myth of control to depend wholly on God. So today, I'm so grateful I get to celebrate my life with my amazing husband of 29 years. Our life and our love for each other is ever stronger because of the goodness of God. I have a new perspective on love. I find that we're both drawn to love more freely as well as love without expectation. I find we don't overthink things as much and embrace the day. I pray you get that this year. I pray more that you don't have to go through a trial to have a new perspective. It's Valentine's season. What better time to celebrate those around you? Maybe you don't have a significant other or you might know someone feeling especially lonely this year. A little love goes a long way.